Hello, everyone. I'm Al Daldegan, creator and producer of the Leaders, Innovators, and Big Ideas podcast, supported by Rainforest Alberta. This podcast showcases the people who are working to improve Alberta's innovation ecosystem. This episode is hosted by Bridget Legault. Bridget is a community and strategy consultant currently working with Rainforest Alberta, Tusk Hub Inc. and Village Wealth. She is driven by community-led strategies that drive business results and empower its members. Connecting people and resources is her superpower. When you think of community in Calgary, two names are top of mind, Bridget Legault and Zach Novak. Now let's listen to Bridget's interview with Zach. Take it away, Bridget. All right. Hello, everybody. My name is Bridget Legault. I'm the community manager here with Rainforest Alberta. And embarrassingly, this is the first time I have hosted the Rainforest Alberta podcast or the the Libby podcast, the Leaders, Innovators and Big Idea podcast, which is a big friend of Rainforest Alberta. And so I'm really excited to be here today and talk about all things community with my good friend and colleague, Zachary Novak of FML Studios. So hello, Zach. How are you? I'm great. How are you, Bridget? I'm really well, thanks. I'm really excited to have this conversation around community and all the great work that we are doing and promoting around community in Alberta's tech ecosystem. Yeah, let's get right into it. How about... uh, why don't you tell me a little bit about your journey into community management? What has that looked like for you? So I think it started, you know, I always did a little bit of community before I used to do this event called Cancer Crusher and bring people together. But it really started, I think, with my rainforest journey. So I used to work in banking and then I worked in corporate development And I quit my corp dev job in oil and gas to try to pivot into tech. And I did a coding bootcamp at Evolve U, now Inception U. And then I worked in product and then community. But I think a few things really important happened. One, I remember going to the first Rainforest meeting that I went to like four years ago. And I was like, hmm, this is really interesting. There's all these people connecting together. And then I was like, huh, maybe that job is something I can consider. But at the time, I thought like community, there's this really great show called Mythic Quest. It's on Apple TV and they they build this game and they have the community manager like in the basement locked away. And it's like an afterthought. And I was like, that's what I thought about the community management role. It's like, it's not really a bona fide career. But then I worked at this company called Actionable and I was a product manager there and we had this wonderful community a global community of people supporting each other around behavior change. And as I learned more and more about community, I learned that it is more of a career path. And about a year and a half ago, decided that I wanted to leave product into community. So I think there's a, the the actionable community will always be really important to me. And I think Rainforest played a big part in it too, just being seeing the possibilities of what is possible. Yeah, no kidding. I love when communities spin off of the rainforest community because that's that's really what rainforest is all about. That's very cool. So actionable. After actionable, then I guess where did things? How did your community, I guess, the profession evolve from there? Okay, so I was invited, maybe invited by someone in my community to start this kind of global leadership community for emerging leaders, which was a really exciting opportunity, and I did it for about a year. 
because uh, it was really about, you know, what is community? And like really what it comes down to is this like sense of belonging of understanding that other people are going through similar journeys and that you're not alone and to have the courage and confidence to move forward. You know, it's more than that. But, you know, a lot of people are struggling in different ways. And in this case, like emerging leaders or people are trying to find their footing as authentic leaders and trying to empower others, even though they have imposter syndrome because they're younger. And the approach of the self-discovery approach that, you know, my boss at the time was taking, it really interested me. So I kind of took the plunge. But at the same time, we started the careers in tech community, which is a little bit more relevant for most of the people on this podcast, which started off just as a LinkedIn post where I asked people if they wanted some help with their pivot, similar to mine. And then so many people reached out to me, like 100 plus people. I remember December 23rd, 2020. I'll never forget that day. I had 18 people, 30 minute meetings back to back trying to help them. But I knew I could only help so much and that really where where we could help is helping people help each other. And that's the start of careers in tech. We've been doing that for about a year and a half. And then most recently, I've left my previous role and I'm doing similar work to what you do, Bridget, through FML Studios, which stands for Fulfilling and Meaningful Life Studios, but does have the double entendre, but trying to help technology companies build communities around their missions and products. So that's something that we, we've been doing some work on. Bridget's been helping out with talking about community and I'm really excited about trying to put the benefits of community and get people to wear and pe- getting people thinking about it more at the forefront of their strategy with their business. Yeah, that's great. Okay. I want to unpack all of this a little bit more. If we rewind to that, that day you made that LinkedIn post, it was like within the same week or so around that time in December that I was getting a lot of folks reaching out in the Rainforest community, wondering about how they pivot into tech. Of course, Rainforest is a place to, to collide and meet new people. So we just by that nature, get a lot of, of folks looking to get into the industry or even look for work. And so I was having that request who do I talk to? And everybody was pointing their finger at you. And you and I had not met. I remember I reached out to you. I said, Hey, I have, I think it was an individual in particular that wants to talk about this pivot. And you said, sure. And the next thing you know, you made that post and you had all these people at your doorstep. It's really cool to see how that evolved from those in-person interactions, because I think that's probably the the kind of seed that's planted in any community starts with those really meaningful interactions that can often be life-changing. And then it, you know, it evolves into attracting other people with the same, the same need, the same set, uh, need of, for, for belonging in whatever journey they're, they're on. So that was so cool to see. And now um, Careers in Tech is a really flourishing community. What, hundreds of members at this point? There's 550 people. Um in our Slack channel, although we are shifting our technology, but there's about 550 people, I guess, that have been coming in our Slack channel. And then there's engagement levels that are different. And there's been, we have about like 900 or a thousand people on the mailing list. So we're always trying to re-engage them. But yeah, you know, the, the careers in tech would have never happened without the rainforest. Because think about my journey. Like I joined the Evolve U program, which was born out of the rainforest. And I, that's how I met my job was through Margo. And then the continued interaction of people supporting different things within the rainforest. And then your support with careers in tech and the rainforest support with careers in tech. And I, I see careers in tech a little bit, you know, people have asked a lot, is this competitive to the rainforest? And I think we both agree that it's not. I see it as a little bit of an unbundling where it's like we've taken a specific subset of people in the rainforest and brought them together. But there's so many other pieces to it where the rainforest is 
you know this better than me. My experience with the rainforest is really allowing collisions of all walks of life and trying to move things in the innovation ecosystem forward around the social contract. But yeah, it's just, it, it's hard to believe that three years before that, I was just at my first rainforest meeting being like, oh, this is cool. And now, you know, we've built a community that I would say is a, a subset and inspired by the rainforest. 100%. Yeah, I think you really nailed it there. I think rainforest did get a bit of a reputation for a while for being that place where where folks came for that career pivot or to look for work. It's certainly much, much more than that. And you're right, it's meant to bring all uh, walks of life together to have those really unlikely collisions, which then spark innovation. And the fact that we can now, you know, refer or send people over to your community who are looking for that deeper support around their their career pivot, I think is just so special. And, you know, there's tons of, of other groups like this, like Calgary UX or YYC Data Society. There's all of these groups that have spun out of most often the rainforest and support people in that deeper way. But rainforest is really that canopy where folks can come in, you know, for whatever collisions they're looking for at the time and then and bounce out, bounce back in. It's really organic like that, which I love. Anyway, all that aside, we'll get back into it. I love the analogy of the canopy. I use it often. Okay, so, well, let's talk a little bit about, so I'll, maybe I'll just add in here along these two journeys of ours in community. It wasn't until I met you and a little down the road, you, you, you know, kind of opened the door, lifted the curtain on community management as a profession and as a burgeoning industry, especially in the U.S. and globally, more so than here in Canada. So based on those recommendations of yours, you know, we've joined groups like CMX, which is a community of community professionals globally, a very vibrant community of community managers. There's tons of other resources out there, and we've both become involved with groups all over North America with other peers in the community industry that we've been able to learn from. So that's been really exciting and really a, an obsession of mine for the last few months or to a year, I guess time flies during pandemic and post pandemic time. But I, th I think now both of us have a much kind of better grasp on, on how to really use a community led strategy, not only for, for growth, but, but so much more. So maybe we can chat a little bit about what that looks like in our province here in Alberta, how startups are embracing community as, as a strategy. Where do you want to start? Where should we start? Yeah, for sure. The, I do want to quickly comment on that. The, 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 it's more fun if you can bring a friend along with you. Right. And when we were talking about it, I was just like, are you sure? Are you sure? Like, yeah, or there's all these things going on that, you know, maybe I uncovered a few months before you, and then we're trying to get more people to uncover and you know, we're trying to bring more voices into what's going on in Alberta, because I think to start, I was a little in awe or in shock that when, when I looked at South of the Border, like how big of a movement there is around community. And when I say community, like community is a profession, but community is a function as an organization, similar to sales, marketing or customer success. It's like, typically it's like, you know, community sits within marketing or it sits within, you know, maybe CS and it's like this thing that we do because we have to do it and thinking instead of thinking about, OK, how do we be more community led? I think there's also a boon, although not as much now around what's going on in Web3 and DAOs and things. And people are really talking about community there. But what does it mean to be community led? 
essentially, you know, the way I look at it is an organization ultimately is trying to help someone in some way, trying to help them fulfill some sort of need and has some mission around it. And that mission, essentially a piece of what you're doing within that technology or technology organization is amplifying your mission. But usually your mission goes above and beyond exactly the tech that you're using. For example, if we go back to Actionable, so Actionable creates software that allows consultants, facilitators, and coaches to drive organizational behavior change. So essentially you're, you're loading in content, people are having conversations, they make a commitment to change, and you're able to take the insights from that to iterate on that behavior change model. But those consultants and facilitators, that's a tool in their toolbox. What they really want to do is drive significant impact in their clients' organizations. So those pe- organizations have more fulfilling workplaces, higher engagement or intention, retention and engagement rates, and ultimately are more successful. And there's more things around it than just the tools. So if you bring people together around the mission of the organization, which ultimately is trying to make these positive changes within organizations and broadly talk about the topics and connect those that believe in that mission, you can amplify the insight you're doing. So that's like, you know, one piece of like attracting believers around mission, but also as a product manager, you know, it's incredible to be able to be so close to the people that are using your product and being able to do demos and be able to do discovery and be able to actually see them discuss how they're using the tool with each other and getting real-time feedback. So it allows for quicker and more efficient, you know, feedback loops as well as around support when they're actually supporting each other and solving each other's problems through the community, as well as creating this, you know, the stock leadership around when we're doing events and we're talking about things and we're connecting with people, there's this like marketing and content flywheel that's created where marketing's bringing in using the content from the community to bring in diverse voices. And within the, the community they have, you're, you're creating new conversations and discussions that creates insight for marketing. Anyways, those are some of the things of like what it means to be community led. What would you add to that, Bridget? Yeah, the benefits. I think the benefits are really what I'm looking to to promote and make more well known in in our current ecosystem. Because I don't know, I feel like community is very much just kind of being thrown around as a buzzword without the full understanding of the impact it can have on your business itself, on your business outcomes, on your metrics, on your KPIs, whatever, you know, in relation to acquiring new customers, maintaining that engagement, you spoke about like product support or, or support, sorry. And, you know, the cost savings in that when you're, when you're moving support to community forum or something versus, you know, paying for extra CS folks or what have you. So embedding that community led mindset at the very initial time frame of of starting a company i think is is really can be really impactful on business outcomes in so many ways beyond what we've mentioned and so i think that's the gap maybe that that we've identified or we've seen and correct me if you know you think differently zach but folks are thinking about it in this touchy feely way oh yeah community but it's it's really a business solution i guess and it's so much more than that. And that's why we're passionate about it, I think, because of that, that the connectiveness and the, the sense of belonging that a community brings and all of those great, really touchy-feely things. But at the end of the day, it does so much more for your, your bottom line, your culture of your company, and you know, can be implemented internally and externally. So that it can be so many things. And I think that's why it's so exciting. Yeah, we totally... Yeah, and so in Alberta, right, there is, a, you know, a few 
organizations are doing it, but it, is, it seems to be a little bit behind some of our you know, other jurisdictions. Like we have a, a good friend, we do our own little community group of people and she was from Vancouver, you know, you introduced me to her, Bridget, the, you know, when she moved back to Calgary, you know, people from Vancouver were like, what's the community profession like in Alberta? And she was, you know, feeling a little bit alone. And then I think just most recently, we've had some people come together and really thinking about community. But I've also seen, you know, some people that are in community, like get promoted into brand or marketing, which makes me a little bit sad. The, but I think, it's something that we we haven't talked about a lot, I think, in Alberta is like, how do you build your community? And then you build like, how can your product enable your community versus how can the community enable your product? And I think it's just much more well known south of the border. I follow a podcast really well. David Sachs always talks about you know, bringing community into your organization is a really great marketing tool. But ultimately, there, there isn't a lot of great examples hence why you know we have our conversations although alberta is very community focused and then what i think the thought of community like community to me is like the the, the flip to community is when the 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 members or the users or your customers get just as much value from each other as they get from what you're doing and i think when we think about community sometimes we think about it as an event based thing in Alberta, it's like we come together, we and then we come together again and we're connecting with each other and we think about community as like a broad ecosystem thing versus actually like a tight knit group around a certain common or purpose that continue to connect with one another. The one thing I hated about doing hate's probably a strong word, but the when I did Cancer Crusher, we would do these events and we raise money for different cancer foundations. And what I what I didn't like about it or why I felt like it was the missing piece maybe is like, we come together, you get like three or 400 people together. We raise like 20,000, $30,000 for cancer. And then everyone just kind of step away. And then we do another event a year later, or six months later. And so it was like, we're coming together around a good cause, but where's the like ongoing connection. And I think that's the biggest piece is the, how do you get people to continue to interact with one another and feel this like common sense of belonging or support, and that's like the small little things that are happening day in, day out within your community. You know, David Spinks, which I know we both, you know, very big community influencer. He said this thing once. I'm not sure if I said this to you or Bridget, but he's like, a great community is like a great song. It has like a very consistent beat where people get together, but then it has a large crescendo in the song. So it has both like, and I feel like sometimes when we think about community, or bringing people together, like we're thinking about the crescendos and instead of just the beats. Yeah, you've got me thinking about all sorts of things that maybe we will just put in the old parking lot for a future conversation. But I will just mention like what I find the most challenging in my conversation specifically with Alberta founders is around, they don't, they don't maybe get it. They don't see the value. They are busy doing a hundred other things. And this community buzzword is not really, you know, a priority. And so that deep creating that deeper understanding of what community can do for, you know, your business, I think is just so important to keep to keep promoting and beating that drum. I spoke to a community manager in Europe and they her and her team had done some research 
I don't know if it's the Forbes 100, top 100 list of companies or something, but they had only researched the first 20 and all of the top 20 had some form of community strategy. So if that doesn't, you know, tell you where the, where the world is going, or I mean, we already know, we already know that the brands that are sticky that we buy from that we know and love generally are appealing to us through, you know, some sort of community way and, and not just to speak to it from a marketing lens, but so that people can understand it from maybe a consumer angle might be a way of creating that awareness. It is so much more than that, but it's a, it's a starting point. And so, yeah, I look forward to continuing these conversations. And on that note, Zach, maybe you want to share a bit more about these conversations we're having publicly outside of this podcast. So, yes. So Bridget and I, you and I, this is a conversation that's really important to us and we're investigating really. So we, we, we have worked in communities and we've seen the benefit of it, but there's more examples out there. So we are bringing in people that work in the business of community, which is what we're calling these event series, which is really a pilot and prototype to try to create more conversation around the benefits of community and by people that are doing it and bringing people from, you know, around our ecosystem and outside of our ecosystem to share their expertise and stories as we learn from them and, you know, promote and advocate for community. So Bridget and I are aiming, we've done our first episode responsibly with Anthony and Marissa. Bridget hooked us up with, so we have a recording that we'll put in the show notes of that. And we will be continuing to promote future events. So we'll be doing one in on a monthly basis moving forward. So if you want to hear more about these conversations, particularly, you know, we're going to take a community approach around this. And, you know, you're not just kind of showing up to a podcast, you're showing up and you're part of a conversation. And I think we'll take it from there. But it's just we want to continue to show success stories of how other jurisdictions are doing it and other companies are doing it and have conversation around that. So I'm Excited to be doing that with you, Bridget, and hope we get to have lots more of these conversations. Ditto. I think it's so fun, Zach. We are, you and I are always having these conversations and really looking forward to inviting everyone in and engaging in those conversations with us so we can continue to, you know, share the power of community within the, the Alberta tech ecosystem. So can't wait for the next the next chat and maybe on that note we'll wrap it up thanks for joining me and thanks everybody for listening have a great rest of your day thanks for hosting bridget thanks for listening everyone take care if you haven't already visit rainforestab.ca and sign the rainforest social contract Become part of the inclusive, silo-busting, sector-agnostic, all-industry, open-sourced, ego-shrinking, ecosystem-building, entrepreneur-focused, wide-open, social barrier-smashing community known as Rainforest Alberta. This episode was brought to you by New Idea Machine. We build great custom software while bridging the gap between education and experience. New Idea Machine makes your ideas real. Visit newideamachine.com for more info. Music for the show was created by Tony Deldegan. Please be sure to share this episode with everyone you know. Also, don't forget to come by and say hi at the next Rainforest event. Let us know what you think of this podcast. If you're interested in being either a host, sponsor, or a guest of the show, send me an email at rainforestpodcast at gmail.com. Thanks for listening.